There may not have been any basketball games to recap on Monday, but that does not mean there is not plenty to talk about. Weekly radio shows for both Mike Woodson and Terry Morin, as well as Tom Allen introducing his new defensive staff over the weekend and a really interesting change he's making for this upcoming football season. We're going to recap all of it in a jam-packed episode today. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Tuesday, January 25th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for everything IU athletics, uh, the one and only daily IU uh, podcast. I am your host, as always, Jacob Rude. I want to thank you guys for uh, making Locked On Hoosiers part of your day. Most importantly, your first listen every day. Just a reminder, we are free and available on all platforms, including uh, YouTube at Locked On Hoosiers. We've been doing something fun over there where we uh, premiere the episodes at 7 a.m. I know it's early, but uh, while you're up going about doing uh, your morning routine, just throw us on the laptop, the phone put some AirPods in. Uh, You can listen to the podcast then. You can join in the chat uh, with others as everybody discusses IU athletics. A little bit of a fun way to interact with everybody, and it uh, can be part of your morning routine to listen to Locked on Hoosiers. Uh, Today's episode, though, is sponsored by Sonos. Experience a game like never before with the Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. As always, guys, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at at LO underscore Hoosiers uh, or on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. We need to get that Instagram up and running again. As I said, uh, there were not any games to recap. There's no games to preview. It doesn't mean there was plenty of things to talk about. For today's episode, uh, Mike Woodson, obviously, uh, or maybe not obviously, his weekly radio shows on Monday. Uh, we typically pull some quotes from that, and there were some interesting ones uh, for that one. Also, probably something we're going to be doing moving forward as well. I did not realize that Terry Morin also has a weekly radio show on Mondays, and especially considering the state of the IU women's basketball program, uh, she provided a lot of light on how things are going. Uh, with their COVID outbreak or uh, how things went that seems to be in the in the past. So we'll kick it off on the men's side. It's been a, a, an interesting week uh, since uh, or in between kind of appearances for uh, that radio show. Um, you had the Nebraska game, you had the Purdue game, and you had the uh, Michigan game all since the last radio show specifically talking a little bit more about that Purdue game. We're going to be talking about that Purdue game for a long, long time. Um, Mike Woodson still wouldn't exactly detail that uh, what I imagine is going to become the famous conversation he had with Rob Finnessy earlier in the day ahead of that game, uh, in case you guys missed it, didn't see it. Finnessy and Coach Woodson had a, a heart-to-heart and it, it very much sounds like it was a heart-to-heart because Coach Woodson said that uh, 
quote, he got some things off his chest and I got some things off mine. Um, it worked. And as I said, it's going to be one of those things that go down in the lore of that IU Purdue rivalry. He said, Coach Woodson, Coach Woodson, that is, said that it was probably their best game on both ends of the floor, that Purdue game. Another interesting note, the final play, or I should say uh, the game-winning play uh, that ultimately ended up being a Rob Fennessy three-pointer. Um, the play was originally going to be drawn up for Trace Jackson Davis, not shocking, but as he said after the game, as we had since learned, Rob Fennessy told Coach Woodson he wants the ball, and he got the ball. And again, what a moment, what a night. Again, I, I'm looking for the photo to go right up here next to this watch shot photo for you guys watching on YouTube. I want the photo of Rob Fennessy being kind of held up uh, by his teammates and the fans after the game. Uh, we'll be purchasing that, and that is going to be hanging up right alongside that photo soon. Uh, Woodson said, uh, kind of bigger picture, he hasn't thought about a lineup change. And we spent a good chunk of Monday's episode talking about they probably do need a lineup change. Uh, he did indicate he'd be open to considering one down the road if these plus-minus trends continue where the starters are minus together and the uh, bench comes in and is largely a positive. But for the moment, uh, he says he's not changing that lineup. Ultimately, he kind of did say that um, this this group, despite this poor plus-minus trend, has been winning games and some big games. So uh, maybe it's winning in spite of itself. Maybe it's winning uh, in, in producing in ways that you can't really grasp statistically or analytically. But... The eye test certainly indicates something needs to change, but ultimately it's not. doesn't sound like it's going to happen uh, in the near future. Last thing on his show, uh, Woodson was asked if he's going to play anyone at the end of the bench more than he is. I can imagine you guys know who that is an allusion to. Uh, Christian Lander, I would assume. Quote, I'm sticking to my nine. I might go ten when it calls for it. Uh, but he did not suggest anyone toward the end of the bench is going to start seeing minutes. Could have also been uh, Anthony Leal, who was in the rotation briefly when Trey Galloway was out, but it really seems like Galloway has taken up all those minutes. So don't imagine anybody's coming in off the end of that bench, um, barring injury or something like that. Uh, shout out to Gracie Barra with Inside the Hall. That's typically where I take the notes from for these because a lot of times I'm, I'm unable to listen to the show. So shout out to those who tweeted it. Dustin Draporiak also tweeted him out as well. I'm sure you guys are following him. So some interesting comments from Coach Woodson, some interesting comments from Coach Morin, uh, which there's a lot of news going on with IU women's basketball. They had another game postponed on Monday. So there's a lot to catch up on there. Let's take a quick break uh, before we dive into that. Uh, Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year uh, as we continue the march through the NFL playoffs. What a game! What a set of games on, I was going to say Sunday, but the weekend as a whole. Uh, hope you guys, well, no, I don't hope you guys bet on that games because you were probably having heart attacks. But if you did, Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022. 
it's a new year with a new and updated we or, uh, website, whether it's desktop, whether it's mobile. Uh, sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just by using promo code Locked On to get started. So whether it's football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Just hit that subscribe real quick. Helps us out a ton. Women's program is um, in the middle of, I would say, a mess, but it's not even a self-inflicted one by any means. It was announced on Monday that IU versus Illinois was postponed. That was supposed to be the Hoosiers' next game on Thursday. Uh, there's a COVID outbreak within the Illini program. That is the fourth game postponed for the Hoosiers. Uh, you have Rutgers, Michigan State, Iowa, and now this Illinois game. It means the Hoosiers are going to be off until Monday, next Monday, January 31st. That's a 15-day break between games, 15 days since that. Uh, memorable Purdue game. Both the Purdue games featured wild comebacks for the men's and women's team uh, this year. So shout out to both of them for winning. But it's going to be a 15-day break, and they're going to come up against a top-10 Michigan team. So that is a brutal way to go about it. Um, they've started to kind of maneuver the scheduling around. IU at Illinois, uh, which was originally set for February 10th was moved back one day to February 9th. That now gives a five-day gap between that game, which will be on February 9th, and the Hoosiers game against Nebraska on the road as well. So I would imagine that was done with an eye toward um, rescheduling one of those four games we mentioned before. Could, depending on what games are rescheduled, potentially mean three straight road trips all over the Big Ten. It's something... Terry Morin talked about on her radio show. Uh, but the most important thing she talked about is the COVID kind of outbreak is over within the program. Um, it's one of those almost morbid ways to look at it. And it's what she mentioned is that basically everybody got it and it's, it's kind of moved past and it's not something that they have to worry about. They, I think the phrasing she used was got it all out of their system, basically. Uh, again, it's trying to find a silver lining in a messy messy situation, but ultimately uh, everybody, save for Mackenzie Holmes, will be available. Uh, Holmes, um, a little bit more optimistic of a timeline. Uh, Coach Morin said that they're expecting her back in February, Previously, it was kind of thought maybe late February, early March. Um, considering that the tournament starts in March, especially the Big Ten tournament, the quicker you can get her back, the better. Um, but that the Hoosiers are going to have a, a tough task without her because she will not be back. They have four games that are going to be made up in the middle of that. It's going to be a really tough February for these women. Uh, and not having Mackenzie Holmes there will certainly hurt. Uh, she said Monday was the first day they were able to get back on the court, kind of compared it to September and the start of the season. Uh, that was the first day they had been on the court together since that Purdue game. So it had been eight days off 
I shouldn't say off, eight days away from each other uh, that they had because of COVID and whatnot. So uh, they were able to get back on the court, got COVID all out of the way, as she said. She also kind of made mention that they're staying, they're kind of tightening up uh, within their own little bubble. They're staying in their own little bubble. They want to stay healthy. They want to stay available for the rest of the season. Uh, You can hardly blame them because uh, (laughs) this is a really – this is a big opportunity for this group, and I'm, I'm sure that they're willing to to sacrifice whatever they can to um, to be able to play these games and play them as healthy and available as possible. Allie Patberg was someone else we'd kind of talked about. She had a really nasty ankle sprain in that Purdue game, landed on a Purdue player's fir- foot while shooting a three and making a three in overtime four-point play opportunity. Coach Morn described it as kind of a medium-grade ankle sprain, but even saying that, she said if the Hoosiers had played last week, their next game would have been on Wednesday against Michigan State. She said uh, Allie would have probably played that game, uh, but she said now she's 100% ready to go, which now she's got another extra week to get even more healthy if there is anything lingering with that injury, but it does not sound like there is. Um, she did say that, uh, they expect a pretty busy kind of middle of February. They did look into trying to make up a game on Thursday, kind of replacing that Illinois game with one of the others, uh, that they had canceled, but it is a nightmare. I'm sure, um, trying to, uh, schedule all these games, schedule these makeup games, uh, and the, it just wasn't an option for them to make up one of those games. Potentially they do it on Friday. I I would be surprised with such a quick turnaround, uh, but Coach Morin seemed to suggest that anything's on the table. They're willing or uh, they're open to trying anything to try to get these games in. I, she had a, a nice perspective on it in that um, – the, the girls are just happy to be able to play basketball. They kind of had it taken away from them the last 15 days. And she said that there's going to be times in the next uh, couple weeks and in that February period where they're going to be a, uh, required to, to do a lot of traveling probably that isn't going to be fun. But she said that this last kind of two weeks and really this pandemic as a whole has kind of given them a, a new perspective and not having basketball or having it taken away from you like that. Uh, kind of puts things into perspective. So um, they'll be off, presumably, for the rest of this week. They're going to play a game at the end of the week. I would imagine that they're going to announce that tomorrow or today, I should say, on Tuesday. If that's the case, we'll get you updated if they do. But um, right now they'll be off until Monday. It's going to be a big game. It's going to be a long stretch between home games for the Hoosiers because couple of these games that have been postponed are supposed to be home games. That Purdue game obviously was a road game. They last played at home on January 13th. Uh, they're not going to play at home again until February 3rd right now against Minnesota. So a long, long, long break in between games, um, home games, I should say. So hopefully once they return back to Assembly Hall, fans are out there and uh, supporting them as they should be. So uh, 
it's it's good to hear that the program is um kind of in a better state than it was a week ago, a couple days ago, and good to hear that most of the uh, women uh, will be healthy and ready to go uh, once they do return to the court. Now to, to football, to the last kind of coach comments on uh, the, the weekend. Coach Allen introduced uh, his new defensive coordinator and his new defensive line coach and revealed that he's going back to calling plays uh, for on the defensive side of the ball for this upcoming season. So we'll talk about that, his comments on that, uh, and what it kind of means, uh, what it indicates for the program. But we need to once again mention this incredible app you guys need to download uh, if you're somebody who buys gas, um, which I assume is pretty much all of us. Uh, it is it's, it's called Get Upside. Honestly, this app sounds like it's too good to be true, and I promise you it isn't. I've used it. Simply download the app, use the promo code SCORE, and you can get up to $0.25 cents per gallon more on your first fill-up cash back. Uh, this is an app. Everybody complains about gas prices. Uh, this app has offers for you to get cash back each time you fill up. Uh, it was really simple when I used it. I simply um, downloaded the app. Uh, found the gas station I was going to, uh, entered that promo code score, got my offer at that gas station, claimed it, drove to the gas station, checked in, filled up the, the gas tank, and I had the money in my account within about 24 hours. Uh, there is no catch. You can cash out uh, whenever you guys wish. It can go to your bank account, to PayPal, to an e-gift card from Amazon, uh, other brands available for gift cards as well. So just download the free GetUpside app. Use that promo code SCORE to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE for the GetUpside app. As we said, Tom Allen will go back to calling plays on the defensive side of the ball. A little bit of a surprise um, because it's not it's something he had done. It's something he said he he willingly gave up calling plays, and now he's taking it back. Here was his quote. Um, it was during, as I said, the introductory press conference, new defensive coordinator Chad Wilt, new defensive line coach Paul Randolph. His quote, uh, Chad will be our defensive coordinator, but I'll be calling the defense. Uh, it's something that we're going to do, going to be doing a little bit different. He and I have talked that through. Uh, the things that I've learned the last few years will help us be able to function that way at a high level. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to be working with him as he leads our linebacker room and leads our entire defense. He's going to do a tremendous job. Uh, he was kind of asked what led to the decision. Uh, he said, quote, it's something I've been thinking about for a little bit. And just as these things transpire, just felt like it was time. I'm excited about it. There's just a certain you know, product I want on the field for that side of the football. And the system hasn't changed since I came to Indiana. I I don't know if this indicates that he hasn't been pleased with what the defense has done. Obviously, uh, the defense was not as good. Even if I, it, it was a good defense this past season. It wasn't as good as it was in 2020. Uh, the circumstances were different. They were playing from behind a lot. Um, they were on the field a lot. 
But overall, they weren't able to create the takeaways, create the havoc plays. I know that's a, a buzzword that um, Coach Allen and, and a lot of coaches like to wor- like to use, but they weren't able to create those this past season. I don't know if it was something he felt that Charlton Warren, who went to UNC, left the program anyway. I don't know if it's something he felt he wasn't doing or something he wants to do differently. Ultimately, kind of the the idea of this defense hasn't changed since Tom Allen's been here. Um, it's been the same type of defense, uh, and it's just been new coordinators coming in and kind of putting their own spin on that. So in that sense, there never really was a big change, even when he stepped back from calling plays a couple of years ago. Um, it was the same kind of system with the Husky linebacker and um, the kind of fluid formation, basically. Um, so I don't think there'll be big changes, but it's just interesting. He He's open to kind of taking that responsibility on because when he let go of that responsibility, it was because he said he wanted to he basically couldn't be as involved with the other aspects of being a head coach because he was so involved with being the kind of defensive coordinator and the play caller. Uh, he said he wants to be a top 10 defense as well during that. I think to me, this indicates maybe a lot of trust in Walt Bell and the offense. Uh, maybe he feels he needs to take a step back from the offense now. Um, and again, it was a, a unit, a side of the ball that, wildly underperformed uh, this past season. Um, And that is what killed the Hoosiers, honestly, is just how bad the offense was. I don't know that – I mean, again, they switched offensive coordinators as well. This is a kind of a whole new staff and team and whatnot. You certainly have to have a certain amount of trust in Walt Bell, who uh, you can – criticize maybe how uninspiring the hiring was, but this is a guy that's been to a lot of places, has a lot of experience. So maybe he trusts uh, Coach Bell and what he'll be able to do uh, on that side of the ball. And maybe he doesn't think he needs to be as hands-on on that side of the ball. Um, ultimately, it's a, it's an interesting decision. Um, and maybe he has learned some things in his couple of years of being a head coach that he's able to he's able to better maybe delegate or um, have an impact or influence on the defense without getting kind of too in the weeds or whatnot. Um, But it'll be something to monitor moving forward because uh, this is kind of a make or break type of year for Indiana. Another disappointing, frustrating year. And um, maybe things start to his, I don't want to say Tom Allen will be on the hot seat, it would take a, a string of really, really bad years for that to happen, but um, it certainly was not – Tom Allen will not feel that this last year was acceptable. Two wins is not acceptable. So you can't fault him for wanting to change things up, and maybe this is his way of doing that. One other just kind of nugget I thought was interesting to kind of put away in the back of your mind and, and maybe reference moving forward. He mentioned that he has – Tom Allen it is – has an analytics guy that he's kind of in constant contact with on game days, during games, to um, keep him up to date on maybe clock management and timeouts as well as going for it on fourth down, going for two points, all those kind of analytics things. There's somebody within the program dedicated to just that. And 
remains kind of in constant contact with Tom Allen. It was just an interesting little nugget, like I said, that um, lets you know he's open to the kind of use of analytics and and has applied that and has somebody who is focused solely on that. So just an interesting little uh, thing to put away. So uh, the football team, I, I keep thinking that we will be done talking about them until uh, the spring and they keep doing these small little things that are are noteworthy and whatnot, but they're running out of ways to be noteworthy. So uh, I would imagine it's a lot of football talk moving forward, or excuse me, a lot of basketball talk moving forward because the basketball team plays on Wednesday against Penn State, chance at some redemption, possibly the end of their little three-game homestand for the Hoosiers. They'll alternate home and away games the rest of the way after this, uh, but it'll all start uh, on Wednesday against Penn State. We will be back tomorrow to preview that Penn State game, uh, get you guys all the information you need uh, about the Nittany Lions. Obviously, the Hoosiers played them barely three weeks ago, so uh, a familiar group, but we'll see uh, how they've been since uh, that game and whether that was a flash in the pan or something that Penn State has figured out. Now, for your second listen today, head on over to the Locked on Bets podcast your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Appreciate all the feedback you guys have given us. Uh, Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast again. Really quick for you guys. Helps us out immensely. If you really want to, you can leave a rating and review as well. Most importantly, though, guys, have a great Tuesday. L-E-O.